it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's talk about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. An underdog fantasy you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use the code KIME, K-E-I-M, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store. Sign up with the code KIME, K-E-I-M, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, another practice report, this time for Sunday, August 8th, as Washington went through a full padded workout. I'm almost done with these daily reports. I hope you've enjoyed them. If you've missed any, they're a quick listen or podcast at least, so you can find them all wherever you find your podcast. You can measure daily progress for guys and see how things have progressed throughout camp for the entire team. I will have some player interviews coming up this week from guys you don't always hear from who could play a key role this season. And don't forget to check in to ESPN.com to see my work, but also the rest of NFL Nation. Get a good feel for what's transpiring around the league. Learn about whomever Washington will be playing. Finally, keep checking social media to see when I'll be doing another draft on Underdog Fantasy. I'll be doing these throughout August. They're quick, easy, painless, and cheap. And going back to the ESPN.com stuff, we have a daily report from all the teams. So everybody's sending a daily nugget on what's going on with their team, something they've seen in practice, much like what I've been given here. It's for the entire league. So go back and give that a read. Now let's get to it. Ron Rivera made a good point on Taylor Heineke after practice today when discussing his interceptions. Really, he was asked about um, guys repeating mistakes, and this is kind of where it went. Because they don't want a lot of scramble drill plays, the quarterbacks will often linger in the pocket, and sometimes that leads to a guy like Heineke forcing a ball he would not have otherwise. It's different for a pocket passer. That's not Heineke, and I'll get to that in a minute. There are definitely times the quarterbacks will break out of the pocket, but they don't want that to happen a lot. Back when Robert Griffin III was here, where you knew there were some problems, is when he kept having to break outside the pocket, not getting rid of the ball. They'd rather you stand in there and make a throw rather than just looking to get out. Heineke has thrown a share of picks, and again, does not look like somebody who should be starting. I know other coaches have said stuff like what, what, like what Rivera has said. He's, they've said that in the past when pertaining to mobile quarterbacks in practice. Heineke's strength 
this is what Rivera said, is getting outside and trying to make plays. We know that. We saw that when he was here. He made some throws in the pocket, no doubt. But there are other times where his big strength was getting out of the pocket. And there's no doubt sometimes he will be and must be confined to the pocket and has to show he can operate there as well. And I promise I'll stop saying the phrase, no doubt. He had one deep out to Kelvin Harmon in which slot corner Daryl Roberts peeled off his man, dropped inside. And I don't think this was a forced ball. My take was that Heineke didn't see him, I think. And it's hard to say that for sure because you'd have to talk to him about really what happened in the play. And I'm not going to be sitting there dissecting X's nose in a practice all the time. We don't have that opportunity. But I don't think he knew that he would be there because if he did, he wouldn't have thrown it. That was not a forced throw. That was just a bad throw because Roberts was right there. There was no window whatsoever for Harmon to get that ball. Roberts picked it off. There are times where, and it wasn't a bad, bad ball. It was just that Roberts was there. There are times Heineke definitely forces the ball, and most of the time it ends poorly. But when he can use his legs, how does that change things? We know it will. We'll see that starting Thursday. By the way, after the pick, Heineke did come back a play or two later with a deep ball to Deami Brown for a touchdown. Brown was wide open. The ball was on target. One thing that Heineke does, I think this is a is that resolve that he has, and is the guy, listen, when you've been out of the league for a couple of years, you come back in, you do what he did, there's a certain sense of you have a certain level of resolve about you. I liked how rookie tackle Sam Cosme handled Chase Young in their one-on-one work. There were two; they went up against each other two times in, in the in the pass rush drill. On the first rush, Young tried to get inside him. Cosme used his feet to handle him. Basically, one you know would have won that one considered a win. On the next rush, Young tried to bull rush him, and Cosme slowed him. I think Young's strength is using his hands, picking aside. But you have to test all your moves. That's what you do in here. But on these two reps, Cosme did a nice job. He always has a good base. That's never been the problem. It's always with his hands. I think that's why sometimes he has a bigger problem with Montez Sweat. Sweat uses his length more. Uh, Chase Young uses his hands more. I think Young's length, excuse me, Sweat's length, I think gives Cosme more of a problem. And I talked about that with Logan Paulson the other day. Go back and give that one a listen to. I paid attention to William Bradley King, the rookie. Um, and on a couple reps and team drills, shock, one note, Shock Tony has not practiced in a couple of days. I liked how Bradley King rushed against Sadiq Charles on these reps. First, he attacked Charles's outside half. The ball came out quick, so there was no, there was no real pressure. But at Heineke held the ball just a, a stitch longer, and I think Bradley King might have turned that corner on Charles. On the next rush, Bradley King starts upfield. Charles sat wide. King converts speed to power, got his hand in Charles's chest, and drove him back. That's something when you talk about having a pass rush plan, he set him up well on that. The previous rush sets up that rush. That fourth spotted end is wide open, and Bradley King has a chance with Tony and Casey Tuhill out where he can make a case for himself. Rookies go through lessons all the time, and corner Benjamin St. Juice learned one today. Heineke connected with um, Brown on a deep crosser with Jimmy Moreland trailing. So you look at that and say, oh, what happened to Moreland? Well, on the play, the receiver on St. Juice's side ran a deep over route. That means in this particular coverage, St. Juice has to drop more to protect what he should have known might be coming the other way, and that was the ball to Brown. We saw this happen in the past where there is that's a communication. I guess when they talk about communication breakdown, I really think that's more of a coverage breakdown, not communication, because there was no communication necessary. It was here's the play, read it, now drop. Defensive backs coach Chris Harris certainly mentioned that at the at the time. Then he pulled St. Juice aside a couple plays later after the series to go over some more lessons with him. Now the key is, when you see it the next time, 
How do you react? That's what training camp is about. Hey, folks, would you like free tickets for the preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens? Well, you're in luck because our sponsor, Prosper Insurance, is giving a ticket to anyone who gets a home and auto quote with them. You don't even have to buy a policy to get the free ticket, although the savings will absolutely make you want to switch today. Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes the process easy, all while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate which is just a few of the many reasons why Prosper has over 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance.com to get your quote and a free ticket to the Baltimore preseason game on August 28th. That's prosper.insurance.com, K-E-I-M, no.com. Get ready to feel good about your insurance. Harris is also good at needling players. On one route, William Jackson III locked down Cam Sims. I wasn't watching that side. I was looking at the other side, so I'm not sure exactly what Jackson did to lock him down. I just knew he was covered. But I heard Harris. Here's what he said. Nice job, 2-3. Take that shit back to the huddle, 8-9. It ain't working over here. It ain't working over here. Harris has a lot of energy. And I do think when you do things like that, it kind of gets guys riled up in a good way where you want to shut them up. And the way you do that is by getting better in that particular area. So if Cam Sims comes out and beats him on that, well, maybe you know who to think. I watched more of the one-on-one pass blocking drills and blitz pickups. And I think these are very important. I've always found them helpful to, to measure where a guy is at, especially in protection. Today, I didn't really like how rookie John Bates looked in these settings. Now, the key again will be how does he fare when they do these again? On the two reps I saw him do, got beat to the inside each time. First one was by David Mayo, second one by Khalid Hudson. On the first one, felt it, from a, a novice or from my two cents, and I don't know if this is that, you know, how they would agree with this or not, looked like maybe the base was a little bit too wide and it seemed to lead him to not being able to react the way he needed to. And it, he kind of stopped his feet. And so when, when um, Mayo cuts inside, the feet, the Bates' feet, they're not ready to, to react. Pretty much the same thing on the second one with, with Hudson, too. Very slow to react, very similar set. Needs to improve because he, he's going to go up against much better pass rushers if he's going to be in a game. So we'll see. During team drills, didn't see the same issue. Did see him blocked down one time on Chase Young in that setting. Felt like it was all right. So just, again, let's see where it progresses. Something to watch for maybe in Thursday's game. Now, by the way, for what it's worth, Logan Thomas is always good in this drill. Always. If I look, I film these from a distance and I can tell without like I have to kind of blow it up so I can see better. I don't have to blow his up because I know it's him because the way he just stops the guy. He's really good at using his size, but I like the way he uses his feet in these settings. Ron Rivera talked about how special teams factors into roster decisions. That's obvious. We always know that. One thing I know, they probably will keep two or three guys on defense who only do special teams. So that's likely in the past, usually two linebackers and a defensive back. And they'll keep one guy like that on offense, probably more so a returner. But you can't make it that way unless you're on. And again, they may it may be a guy on defense who, who does the returner stuff too, but that's typically how it might go. But you can't make it that way unless you're probably on at least four of those special teams units or if you're a dual returner like DeAndre Carter. 
That's why I keep mentioning Troy Apke. It's not because I think he'll make it on his merits as a DB. He wouldn't, but he's got a real shot at his spot because of special teams. Not a lock, but he's definitely in the running. So are guys like Daryl Roberts, Jared Norris, Jordan, Jordan Kunishik. I think I pronounced that right. Offensively, it means somebody like DeAndre Carter, perhaps. Carter would not provide much help from scrimmage. If they get down to him, listen, I'm not putting him ahead of anybody that's in front of him at receiver. Not, not a knock on him. I just think the other guys are better. So he's got to make it as a returner who can also maybe, if they had those kind of injuries, could maybe help. By the way, Roberts had two good plays in practice. Tipped a ball on a, a Heineke pass that was picked in addition to his interception. And for what it's worth with Apke, they really like him at Gunner. But the other, I saw also Tony Brown working as a Gunner on his side, on the same side, as well as Deami Brown on that same side. So it's, again, not a lock, but that's that's what it is. Now you know. Tight end Samus Ray has returned to practice after missing four days of work. Still a project in pass pro drills. It doesn't seem like his hands and feet are yet working in sync fluidly. He would struggle against pass rushers right now if he had to play in a game, as you would expect. This is a long project process for him. He did catch a ball in team drills. It was a good good catch down the middle. But he does have some work to do in that drill. Again, it's sometimes it's the feet, sometimes it's just the timing of the hands. When do you get a guy? These are all things you got to learn. This is not this is not instinctual for him at all yet. So you got to give him, they're going to give him a chance to see, can he develop that kind of instinctual play um, where they can turn him into somebody who can help them. That's going to take probably a year. Safety cam curl has been kind of quiet. He today, he was working mostly with the twos. He was landing Collins and Bob McClain with the starters. They've rotated throughout the summer. Doesn't mean that curl's not playing well. He's still good. I like the kid. Today in the red zone, nice coverage on Logan Thomas and a pass to the corner of the end zone. He left Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick with no room to hit Thomas. The ball was overthrown, but it was really good coverage. And again, when the thing I've always liked about Curl, right place, uses his eyes very well. And I think that allows him to play faster than what his 40 time is. I like that receiver, Antonio Gandy, going went with the ones today, which many had to go against the ones. He needs, to, he needs looks against the top corners to see really where he's at. But one of the times I watched him, he was aligned inside on a, a, a nasty split a couple yards to the right of the, to the, right, of the right tackle. The, on this one, he, he was looking inside. I'm like, okay, is he going to run inside there? Well, that's where he ran. And it was against Kendall Fuller. Fuller got his hands on him, locked him up. He was never open. I, think, I don't think that it was as much that he that Fuller knew where he was going as much as it was he just got his hands on him. And the thing that Gandy Golden has to show is that he can get off guys when they get their hands on him. That's something he has to work on. That's why I thought it was good to, for him to go against these top corners. So overall, I think he's had a much better camp than last year. Great, no, but better camp than last year may be enough to justify in their minds keeping him. We'll see. Slot corner Adam Humphreys' patience as a route runner is valuable, just like Terry McLaurin. On one route, Humphreys was aligned between McLaurin inside and Stephen Sims outside. McLaurin runs to the middle on a post. Sims runs down the side. Both cleared out quickly. Humphreys offers a hesitation move against Fuller before breaking outside. Fuller had no chance, an easy pitch and catch for Fitzpatrick. If Humphreys breaks too soon, there's congestion and, and Fuller can drive on the ball. He waited until the others cleared and was very patient, and it worked. All right, well, that's all I got. Remember, I'm playing a league with me on Underdog Fantasy. Just keep paying attention to social media, and you'll find out when you can do that.
Appreciate you tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow on Monday with another episode. Talk to you next time.